the whole business about how the book came to be was was sort of a, a gradual realization that I was I had been born a nerd um, before the the word was really used in that way to describe what we are, and certainly before there was a culture. Um, and uh, it appeared as I looked back now, after all these years, that it seemed that nerds were always a part of my life. Uh, and then I wind up, you know, as an adult, getting uh, cast in a movie and some other movies as well, which had a strong connection to nerds, and to nerds meaning sort of the outsiders, um, which is what I had grown up feeling like. And uh, so it just seemed logical to do what was a story of my progress as a nerd. What made you feel like an outsider growing up? Well, I was not, uh, I was not really very good at sports or um, anything that uh, required any, physical, any physicality at all. I was uh, picked on a lot. I was uh, small. Um, I, I grew up in Detroit. I was born in, at Harper Hospital in 1953 and then uh, wound up, my family was transferred overseas uh, from 1964 to 1967. So when I came back in the summer of 67, I came back sort of as a, with a big target on my back because I was this weird, you know, bookish child uh, who had just, come from Switzerland, which, I mean, I don't think anyone in Detroit thought about Switzerland actually having people, anyone you would know, except Heidi, you know, I mean, it was like not a, it was, it was a weird place to have been. Um, and I wound up getting uh, uh, quite a lot of grief for it and sort of retreated into my own little world of books and music and that's where that whole nerd thing starts. So how did that lead to a life and career in show business? Well, that it happened, fortunately, because of the Berkeley school system. Um, I, was, um, I, was at, um, I was at Anderson uh, Middle School, junior high school then, and uh, they had an amazing acting teacher there named Will Young, who was uh, and is... Um, a working actor, and he inspired me, he taught me, he got me, he saw something in me, he saw that I had some kind of natural ability that should be encouraged, and then when I went on to Berkeley High School, there was another teacher there named, named Dwayne Thompson, and he also took on this sort of mentor role. Uh, but by that time, I'd already decided that that a, a life in the theater was what I wanted. We go to 1984, Revenge of the Nerds, uh, and uh, that uh, has, uh, you know, it's a cult hit now, and uh, you're going to be here uh, screening it uh, uh, at the Redford Theater uh, with uh, a lot of uh, fans uh, who are of a certain age, uh, like, uh, <laughs> like myself. 1984 was my senior year in high school, and I can identify a little bit uh, with, uh, uh, with with some of the things uh, you've said, uh, I, I you know I was not particularly uh, athletically gifted either. Uh, rather bookish. I never went to Switzerland, uh, but um, well, that's, you know. that that was a more unusual uh, sort of side effect mm -hmm. of 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 my life. But but yeah, I mean it, that that's it, nerds became 
not immediately. It was a gradual thing. Um, you know, you now, when you say that there are going to be people of a certain age there, that's, that's certainly true. But what's wound up happening, as, as I have seen, is that nerds have now sort of passed the torch on to their younger brothers or their children, probably their grandchildren at this point. And, uh, and, and so you actually, when I go to conventions or uh, just even on the street, I have people of all ages uh, coming up and saying how much nerds meant to them, even to the point that I'm occasionally approached by these guys. You know, they're like in their 40s and they've got like no neck and, you know, they're, they're bulky and built up and all this. And they're clearly jocks, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And they will come up to me and say, you know, Revenge of the Nerds was really important to me because that was my story. Hmm. And, and for a while there, I, it would just totally take me back because clearly this guy is not a nerd. Except in his life, he was a nerd. We may not understand it, but that's how he relates to it, at least in retrospect. So I get all kinds coming to these kinds of things, and it's always very gratifying. The other part of the title of the book is uh, The Singular Adventures of the Man Who Would Be Booger, mm-hmm. uh, which is still sounds like, uh, uh, you know, very, very much a part of your life and your, your persona today. How do you get along with Booger? Well, um, I've come to terms with Booger. Um, at the time, you have to realize none of us involved with the movie, including the director, uh, but certainly none of the actors wanted anything to do with Revenge of the Nerds. We thought it was low rent and kind of stupid, and we all considered ourselves very much, you know, above this sort of nonsense, which is, of course, in retrospect, ridiculous. But at the time, that's what we thought. And so for me in particular, Booger really, especially in the early versions of the script, did nothing but pick his nose. And, you know, I was a trained actor. I, you know, I'd trained at the Academy uh, of Dramatic Arts out at Oakland University. I'd started my career at Meadowbrook. You know, I, 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 I thought I was something. And I just, I had no desire to play this role. But obviously it was, you know, paying the rent. And then as we started working on the movie, we all started pitching in, and the writers and the director and everybody was working so hard to try to make it something a little extra and, and to make sure that we never le- lost sight of the heart uh, that's in this story, this underdog story, this nerd tale. And as a result of that, by the time we were done, we were actually amazed to be proud of what we've done. And we now, all of us, and I interviewed a bunch of the guys for the book, um, uh, all of us look back on it with enormous fondness. And, uh, and I think it's, 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 it's given back to the nerd community in a lot of ways. You look at the uh, cast of characters uh, and the actors. I mean, some now big names uh, in uh, that were in that film besides yourself: uh, Anthony Edwards, John right. Goodman, Timothy Busfield, mm-hmm. yeah, Larry yep. B. Scott. I mean, these were all in the first place. We were all way too old for, to be playing these roles. You would never find, a, especially a major studio like 20th Century Fox, cast a movie about guys who've just gotten out of high school. I was 31 when I made that movie. 
Carradine was the same. Tim and Larry B. were a little younger, but not much. I mean, we were really too old to be playing these parts, but we, were all, we all had a huge amount of experience behind us, and we brought all of that experience to us. John Goodman, I mean, his, his performance in that movie is nothing short of amazing. And he brings all of the gravitas and the weight that he had been showing on the New York stage up to that point to bear on this, on this you know, blowhard uh, football coach. It's still pretty amazing to me. And Ted McGinley was wonderful. Everybody was. Julie Montgomery. You had a great group of actors in that movie. And Timothy Busfield now uh, lives uh, not far from here uh, in the uh, Howell area, which is uh, between Detroit and Lansing, uh, with his wife, uh, Melissa Gilbert. Uh, do you keep uh, in touch much with the cast? You mentioned you talked to them, uh, some of them for this book. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I interviewed them specifically for the book. But aside from that, we also, I mean, Larry B. and, and Bobby are in Los Angeles, so I see them from time to time. And then, and Brian also, Brian Tochi. Um, but, you know, we, we got together a couple of years ago for the anniversary screening of it at San Francisco Sketch Fest at the, at the um, Castro Theater. And every, well, as many of the, us as they could get were there and uh, just had the best weekend. Every time we get together, any number of us in any, in, in any group, we always wind up having a very good time. How often do you come back to Detroit? Uh, well, less often than I used to. Up until a couple of years ago, my parents were, were still there. And um, so I would come back two, three, sometimes even four times uh, a year. But then uh, they've moved out to Los Angeles, where my sister and I live. So there's less, there are less compelling reasons to be there, especially on my own. And so I don't get out there as much as I would like. This is a, a, a very special treat. I was there for uh, Comic-Con last year, I guess, um, and spent a few extra days so I could take a, you know, sort of stroll down memory lane. I, I really do miss Detroit. Um, I have nothing but, but warm uh, feelings about it after all this time. What else uh, are you working on besides the book that's coming out this summer? Well, this summer is devoted pretty much to the book. Um, I was going to be doing a series for Amazon uh, for the first three months of the, of the year, and it's gotten postponed, or we don't know what the hell's happening with it. So now I'm going to be just uh, touring this book. I'll be doing a, uh, a fair-sized book tour of it. And, um, and then in July, I'm going over to England. My daughter is graduating from college there. And uh, so I'm going to go for her graduation.